The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 133. Paris is the world's most expensive city for cocktails, with two dry martinis setting you back an average of $52. But what about happy hour? Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a person who finally got to go to her number one travel destination in the world, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, Heather. Hi, everyone. And in case you're wondering what place Travis is talking about, it's Paris. Which will be our show topic for today. We are recording live from a balmy Philadelphia. It's about 10 degrees Fahrenheit today. Super cold. Makes us wish that we were back in Paris in the springtime, right, Heath? Yes, absolutely. Just a reminder, guys, today's show is sponsored by our awesome friends over at Tortuga Backpacks. If you are looking for a backpack or any type of luggage for your travels, I highly recommend checking out Tortuga Backpacks. It is the backpack that I have used for the last two years to go everywhere in the world, from Paris to China, all our trips last two years. It's held up great. It is the perfect carry-on size. I can fit everything I need for a two-week trip or a three-month trip in there. It's carry-on size, so you save money on all your check bags, everything like that. It is held up phenomenally well. So if you are interested, if you are looking for a new backpack, check out tortugabackpacks.com. And don't forget to use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That will get you 10% off your order, whether that is the regular Tortuga backpack that I have or the new Tortuga Air that they just came out with. So check that out. And in 2014, as I mentioned, we were able to do a ton of traveling. Yeah, we went to so many new places. I, I mean, I feel like the, almost the whole year of 2014, we were traveling. And one of the ways that we're able to do that is by going to cheaper places. And we've mentioned this before on the podcast. People say to us, well, how can you afford to travel so much? And one of those ways is to go to places that are cheaper. And we've done podcasts on that. We've done, is Bali really that cheap? Is Thailand really that cheap? And we delve into the exact cost that we pay to go to those different cities and countries from how much it costs for accommodations, how much it costs for transportation, and we really dive into our day-to-day expenses. But today, we're going to be doing that same thing, but for a place that is not known to be cheap, and that is Paris. Because sometimes you just have a place that you really want to go, and you can speak to this. You really wanted to go to Paris, and that makes a lot of sense. That's a top destination for most people. You really wanted to go there, and we were going to go there no matter what it costs, just because it's that awesome. Yeah, and I think a lot of people travel that way. They pick a place, and they don't worry if it's a cheap place or if it's an expensive place. It's just on their bucket list, and they decide to go. So today, we're going to talk about, instead of, you know, is... Bali really that cheap? We're going to go with, is Paris really that expensive? 
And what we're going to do here is we're going to tell you our experiences, because even though we're going to Paris, that doesn't mean we're just blowing through every all the budget that we have, you know, not paying attention to frugality or anything like that. Of course, it's me. Of course, I'm paying attention to frugality. So what we're going to do is we're going to do one that's how is Paris really that expensive? And we will tell you kind of a typical cost for Paris, what a normal quote unquote traveler would do. And then we're going to tell you how we were able to do it cheaper. So if Paris is on your bucket list, this is the perfect show for you because you can do it much cheaper than most people assume. It'll never be as cheap as Thailand because that's just the nature of Paris versus Thailand, but there's ways to do it a lot cheaper. Paris is widely considered the most expensive city in the world to visit as a tourist. So what we're going to do, as we've done in the other shows, is break it down. Accommodations, then we're going to talk about the food, then we're going to talk about the activities and follow that up with the fourth category, which is transportation. So at accommodations is the huge killer, one of the huge killers in Paris. Yes, of course, if you're going to stay at a traditional hotel in Paris, just, you know, maybe a three-star no name, you know, hotel. It's going to run you about $250 a night. Yeah, it's going to be really average. hard to find a three-star hotel, a decent hotel that's going to be less than 200. Of course, depending on the season year that's going to change, but they can be as budget between 200 to $350 for a regular quote-unquote hotel. Yes, and if you're just going for a weekend and you want to splurge, okay, Whatever. But if you're going for a week or 10 days, I mean, that is going to suck up your travel budget very quickly. Yeah. And that's what we did. We went for 10 days the first time we went in April. And then we went back for three extra days. One of the tricks that you can use in Paris is this is a really great city to use your hotel points. So if you're listening to this and you're someone who has gotten on the travel hacking train and you've gotten different credit cards, you have airline miles and hotel points, this is a great use of your hotel points because there are no real super cheap hotels. And so we used our hotel points a few different ways on our trip to Paris. Yes. I mean, like Travis said, this was the perfect city to use our hotel points. So we stayed in two different hotels when we were in Paris. The first one we stayed at was the Park Hyatt. The Park the Hyatt Vendome, Vendome, which is considered, the I think it's the most expensive Hyatt in the world. It runs $1,000 a night, which is insane. $1,000 a night. So we thought, okay, well, we're going to stay here for free. That's so cool. That's so exciting. So we went to the hotel. Granted, it is in a very good location. It's about a 10-minute walk from the Louvre. It's right next to the Tuileries or whatever. But I would not waste your points here. It is not worth using your Park Hyatt points. We were very, very unimpressed for, you know, everyone said, use your two free Hyatt nights for the Vendome. It's amazing. We were super unimpressed. Uh, it did give us two free nights. We couldn't be that upset because it was free. But yeah, I would not waste, if you have the Hyatt card and the two free nights, I would not waste them at the Vendome. I think there are much better options out there. The Park Hyatt Sydney, which is right, right on the waterfront, would be a great option. We also then, though, use some of our Hilton points at the Hilton Concord Opera, which I believe yeah. is a new Hilton hotel. And this was great. I mean, the location of this, it, there's so much activity going on, whereas the Vendome is kind of like, you know, there's it's very upscale, so it's quiet. You don't see a lot of, you know, people out and about. But the Hilton was great. It had an amazing complimentary breakfast. It was right next to the, the Metro line. Just a really cool experience. So definitely, Hilton has a lot of options in Paris for using your hotel points. There's also one called La Defense, which is in another area that's usually around $200 if you pay for it or you can have it for free and then another one 
which is out by Versailles. So if you take a trip to Versailles and you want to spend the night, hang out in the city of Versailles. It's really a cute city. Yeah, we didn't do that, but that would be... When we were at Versailles, we thought, oh, this would be cool to to come out here, do Versailles for the day, and then spend the night there because there's a, a decent amount to walk around and do. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is the Trinon Palace at Versailles. And this is a Waldorf Astoria hotel. It usually runs about 240 but you can use those Hilton points. Yeah, so definitely one of the, the ways to get cheaper accommodations if you do have hotel points it's a great use of them because the value is through the roof because there aren't really that many cheaper options, as we've said. Now, if you don't have hotel points, and this is what we did our first time through when we did 10 days in Paris when we first got there in April, is to rent an apartment. And we found some really, really great deals for renting an apartment. We had a fantastic... It was small because everything in all apartments in Paris are small. But we had a fantastic one bedroom. It had a kitchen. It had a living room, a nice bathroom. And we were right in Montmartre. It was an awesome location. It would cost us about $125 per night. So about half of what a typical hotel would cost. Yeah. And that apartment location was the best. I mean, we enjoyed it more than we enjoyed staying at both of those hotels. You felt like you were really in a community or like in a neighborhood living with local Parisians, going to the local grocery store. There were just more options for eating more cheaply, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So it was it was a great spot. So also, though, with apartments, you kind of get what you pay for. You can find cheaper apartments, but they're not going to be as nice as maybe uh, like our apartment was $125. I think if you found like a two bedroom for 100 and you shared it with another couple and you only spent $50 a night, definitely not going to get as nice a location. There's going to be a lot of apartment options, which the more options, the better. Of course, as we always like to say, you know, the more options you have, the cheaper you can do it. Hotels, there aren't really any cheap options. And that's why we love the apartment route, especially here in Paris. As Heather mentioned, you can get stuff in seedier areas for cheaper. We had an awesome apartment for $125. I would stay there. If someone gave me my pick of staying at the Vendome for free for a thousand, you know, that would normally be a thousand or the apartment, I'd pick the apartment every single day. So, and I would too, which is saying a lot because I love nice hotels. Yeah. So I think apartments are the key to doing Paris cheap with then the other kind of trick using your hotel points if you have them. That's how you're going to save money on accommodations. It is actually the most expensive city. Paris is the most expensive city. I saw this trivia fact right before this for hotel nights in the world. So the average hotel, it's more expensive in Paris than anywhere else in the world. So this is a huge way to save money is by looking for apartments. We got our apartment with Go With O, which we loved. Of course, you can look on Airbnb or any of those apartment rental services. Yep. The recap. Is Paris really that expensive for accommodations? It doesn't have to be. Right. It is. It is, but it doesn't have to be. But it doesn't have to be, as long as you listen to this podcast. The other big one here is food. And food, again, is a killer in Paris. (laughs) I mean, I would get so frustrated when we were in Paris because if you go out to a regular lunch, it's just some no-name little alfresco dining cafe, and you try to get a lunch... You're talking 15 euros just to start for like a piece of chicken and like a side of palm frites. And it's not even that great. So you see all these people dining out and you're like, this is awesome. I want to dine out. I want to sit out fresco. You're going to expect to pay for lunch about 15 euros for dinner, 20, 25 minimum for somewhere like that. And that being said, I mean, we did this like a few times, maybe two or three times while we were there. And 
we didn't have very good experiences with the food. And I'm sure if you researched more, you could find like the best food at a boulangerie in Paris. That being said, the experience of sitting outside and having the whole cafe culture of the Parisian city vibe, you know, that's what people do. They just sit outside and they eat. So it's worth it for that, for me anyway, a couple of times during your trip. And if you research and the food can match the experience even better. In our situation, we mostly had pretty average food at the places we stopped yeah, It's at. very hard for me to enjoy the experience when A, I'm crammed at a table next to 100 people smoking <laughs> and I know I'm paying 15 <laughs> euros for food that isn't that great. I will say, though, the alfresco dining is, yeah, you got to do it once or twice. I mean, Paris has every level of restaurant. I mean, there are restaurants that you can spend a fortune on. We don't have much to say about them because there was no way we were darkening the door of a $200 a plate restaurant, although they exist. So if you want to do that, go for it. But we did find ways, some real fun better experiences and better food ways to do it cheap, to eat cheap. So what are some of the things that we found that we really enjoyed? Because there's no way we're doing 15 euro lunches and 25 euro dinners every day. Right. Well, our favorite thing to do was go to some of the bakeries because it's Paris. They have the best baked goods. I mean, notoriously the best in the world. So you can go in, you can get a baguette already made in a sandwich, Our favorite bakery, Which was right up from the apartment. We will link up the actual apartment we stayed at, too, because I know a lot of people listening will say, I want to go to that exact apartment. And you should, because it was the best. (laughs) And if you find my wallet there, which I lost in that apartment a year ago, (laughs) please send it to me. That's a story for another day. I'd forgotten about that. If you haven't heard that before. And right up the road was, I'm going to... Butcher this. La Granier au pain. There you go. It's <laughs> an amazing it too, but... bakery. At least you learned to speak French in high school. It was an amazing bakery right literally a block and a half up from where we were. We went there every day for lunch almost. And we would get the baguette sandwich, a chicken curry baguette sandwich. It was about four euros. You would get a dessert. And could, it's huge too. It's huge. You'd get a dessert for two more years, like a tart. So you're looking at six euros total. And then they throw in a free drink as like a lunch special. So for six euros each, we're essentially getting an awesome sandwich and an awesome dessert and a drink. And let me just say that this this bakery happened to be you know, a two minute walk from our apartment. It's not even because we stumbled upon it. We actually looked this up and it's one of the number top rated bakeries in all of Paris. It just happened to be next to our apartment. We have to give a shout out to my brother's girlfriend, Kate, who has actually never been to Paris, but she said, I heard this was named the best bakery in Paris. And she gave us the name and, and it was like last year was named the best bakery in Paris. And it just so happened to be right up a block and a half from our apartment. So La, La Grenier a pain. <laughs> Definitely check it out. Fantastic. But just bakeries in general are an awesome way to save money. And what we would do then, you know, you, you don't really eat in. We would take this and we would go and have picnics, which is one of the things we'll talk about in activities. One of our favorite activities to do was just go and have picnics. I mean, it's Paris. Go outside. I mean, there's people all over. People watch. So we would take it and we would go, go up to Sacre yeah. Coeur and we would eat our lunch on the steps of Sacre Coeur, which to me was a much better experience than sitting in a cramped restaurant anyway. And it was a third the price. Right. And a bonus, the hike up to Sacre Coeur is not super easy. So you can like work off your lunch before you even eat it and it just makes you feel better about shoving your face with a huge baguette and a tart it's well worth it though 
Yeah. So bakery is a great way. We also did this a few times when we wanted to have picnics. We would just pop into a supermarket and we would kind of get our own things. We'd get a baguette. We'd get some meats and cheeses. Uh, we did this when we when we went to the Luxembourg Gardens to have a picnic. We'd grab a cheap bottle of wine. Okay, stop ruining our activities. I know. Okay, so we're, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, you grab a cheap bottle of wine, you grab a baguette, yeah. you go in the supermarket, and and you're doing the same thing as a baker, except you're making yourself. But that's always fun for us too. So you know, that's not going to be any more expensive than going to a bakery in the states or going to a supermarket in the states. Yeah, this, the wine is way oh, cheaper. Wine is so cheap. Good wine is the same as Italy. Good wine in Paris is pretty cheap and. Excellent wine is, you know, affordable, like, you know, in America, it'd be so much more expensive. So also because we rented an apartment, we went to the grocery store almost every day and we bought fruit. We could eat for breakfast. We bought stuff that we could have for dinner. I mean, we didn't really cook much things, but we had like a lot of charcuterie plates the whole time we were there. Just bought at the grocery store. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing the money you can save if you're not eating out for every meal. And if you're if you're buying groceries or you're buying stuff from little street side stalls, we should mention too, we're on food and drink here. So another great place right across from La Dula Falafel, whatever it's called. <laughs> the, the popular one that's Lenny Kravitz's favorite. <laughs> right. Right across from there is another falafel place. It's called... Miva Mi. Miva Mi. And it's just as good. I mean, one night, one day we went and Dula Falafel was closed. And so we went to this one and we thought we'd only get one. It was so good. We got two falafels. So... Yeah, I think the big takeaway is that if you're not eating at restaurants, you can do it cheap, whether that's grocery stores, whether that's bakeries, whether that's these falafel places or kind of street vendors and stuff like that. Yeah. And another thing that's one of my favorite things to eat in Paris or, or anywhere, really, and that's crepes. I mean, you can get crepes anywhere in Paris. And I feel like there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't have a crepe. You know, by the end of the night, I was like, oh, I need a chocolate fix. So I'd go get, you know, banana Nutella crepe. But you can also get savory crepes with like egg or cheese or meats in it. And you're looking at a couple euros, you know, three, four euros, the savory ones, maybe a little more. Those crepe places usually sell paninis for decent prices. Right. So that's a great affordable option, especially if you're traveling with kids. It's like fast food, but better. Yeah. And we should mention that everything that we're discussing here, stuff will be in the show notes, but we are also, in case you haven't heard in some of our past podcasts, we're starting a new part of our website, which is our travel guides, which are our specific recommendations for each city and places to eat and places to stay. So basically what we're doing here on the podcast, but everything will be linked up. So if you're interested in these exact places we're talking about, like the apartment, like La La Dua Falafel, I should just stop saying it in French, <laughs> uh, like my, Mi Va Mi, all that will be linked up. You can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Paris travel guide. And so you can see all that as well. Heth, there is a special place that you really liked, which is really funny because we went to get pizza in Paris. And oh, yes. I forgot about this. Yeah, called... La Focaccia. Yes, which is the same exact name as your very favorite pizza place in, in the, the world, world in which Rome. we was in Rome. And we thought this might actually be the same place. It's not the same place, but it is really, really good. Yes. And this was in also in Montmartre and it's really was really close to our apartment, but it's on one of the main streets. You walk in and it's very quaint. Like the owners were so lovely. It was pretty inexpensive. I mean, I forget how much our pizza was, but I don't think it was more than 10 euros. It was about... About 10 euros, 11 euros, and the wine was not that bad. I mean, it was for a sit down restaurant, it was cheaper than 
kind of the places, the bistros that we've been talking about with 15 to 20 euros for a lunch. Right. And the food was actually really good. It was was crowded. So you know that people like going there. So it's a really fun atmosphere inside. Again, right up the street from the apartment that we stayed at. So a lot of these places are near the apartment we stayed at for 10 days, which makes sense. One more thing we should mention, we should talk about drinking a little bit because drinking is quite expensive in Paris. Unless you find good happy hours, and we were able to find oh, a few right. good happy hours because I Google searched happy hours. Again, this will be on the Paris travel guide, the places that we went for happy hours. But if you if you hit up happy hours, you can get like a pint of beer for about four euros, which is not that bad because usually they're going to be like seven euros. You can get glasses of wine for what? Three euros, four euros. Yeah, and so pretty nice selection of, of drinks. And we did that a few times. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, so if you are going to drink, it can be very expensive, especially at restaurants. You know, we would recommend you you can get p- stuff on your own at supermarkets and have your own picnics like we talked about. Convenience stores, even. Convenience stores, or look for the happy hours, because there are some decent happy hours around Paris, especially in the, the hipper areas like Montmartre and stuff like right. that. And you can drink, I think, anywhere in Paris, right? I mean, because people are drinking. Uh, we did. Parks. Yeah, I mean, like we people guys will sell you beer as you're sitting on the steps of Sacre oh, Coeur. Right. They'll yeah. sell you one-off beers um, if you want to have a beer, so... It's more expensive than if you brought your own, but still cheaper than a bar. Right. So if you want to drink, that's how I'd recommend it. And again, just to recap, Sohath, is Paris really that expensive for food? I would have to say no. I don't think it's any more expensive than New York City. If you know how to do it. If you know how to do it. But even if you go out to a fancy restaurant or something, it's... I mean, you know that you're going to be spending a lot of money. But if you just go to bakeries, cafes, supermarkets... It's not that expensive. Yeah, my big tip is don't get sucked into those awesome little cafes every day for lunch because they're going to cost you 15 to 20 euros for food that's just okay. Do it once, have some picnics, which is what we're going to get into now, and that's activities. So uh, there is a lot of things to do in Paris. We were there for 14 days this year total, and there's, you know, we still obviously just only scratched the surface. Yeah, there are so many things that I would love to go back and do. But one of our favorite things, I guess we should just start with this first since we've already mentioned it at least five times. Picnics. Oh, I was thinking of something else. I thought you were going to start with going to the Louvre because the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower and all the big touristy things. But we haven't talked about that so many times in this podcast. Yeah, that threw me off. My (laughs) mind was already set. Let's, Let's talk about the big touristy things and then we'll get into the ways that we did stuff cheap. Okay. So the Louvre, for example, if you want to go and you want to see Mona Lisa, you want to see Hammurabi's Code, you want to see Venus del Milo, all that stuff. The Louvre's the only place to see that. That's where everything is. It's not as expensive as I remembered it being. Yes, it's actually only 12 euros to get into the Louvre, which is actually pretty cheap for one of the most famous museums in the world. I can't remember exactly how much the Met in New York City is, but it's at least $20. Bonus tip, if you're going to the Louvre, make sure you go around to the side entrance and skip like the three-hour lines to get a ticket at the front entrance, which is the one by the big glass pyramid. Go around to the side, you can get in much, much quicker. That is actually in our top 10 under two video series for Paris. If you're interested in that, we're going to be doing a lot more movies about the destinations that we go to. And another thing, if you want to visit a lot of museums, of course, everybody is going to go to the Louvre. If you love museums and you want to do a lot like Museum d'Orsay and all these things, you can get the Paris Pass, which includes like 
free entrance to 60 museums. It includes like the Arc de Triomphe. It includes Notre Dame, which is 850 euros to get in. So it includes free entrance to 60 museums. It also includes attractions, you know, around Paris, the Seine River Cruise, things like that. It includes a free bus tour, a guidebook, and also fast track entry. So you can skip lines at some of the biggest places like the Louvre if you have the Paris Pass package. Now, I don't think this is worth it unless you're really going to hit up a ton of places because exactly. it's, it's pretty expensive. For two days for an adult, it's 117 euros. For four days, it's 173 euros. And for six days, it's 210 euros. Now, you also have to buy the, the pass if you have children, but some places are free for children, like the Louvre is free for people under 18. So you have to just weigh how much you're actually going to hit all of the tourist attractions and find out if the Paris Pass is worth it. If you're planning on going to a lot of places, doing the river cruise, doing a bus tour, I'd get the pass. Yeah, if you're going to be go, 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 I mean, you have a few days in Paris that you're going to do sightseeing. It, it will make sense for you, but you really have to make it worth it because it is pricey. The other... Oh, also, I forgot to mention that that does include free unlimited travel on the metro. Okay. As well. well. And we'll be talking about transportation in a little bit, so, so that definitely helps. I don't think it includes the Eiffel Tower. And one of the things that we want to talk about is, you know, going to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, you can take an elevator to the top of the Eiffel Tower. It's 15 euros a person. What we suggest doing, because it's more fun, even though Heather was a little scared, <laughs> don't want to let out all your fears here, but you did not like climbing. It's not that you don't like heights. You didn't like climbing. Will you explain it? Okay. Metal stairs? So, I, I mean, don't know. I guess this is kind of personal, but I am not really afraid of heights ever. Like I can go hiking. I can go up right. in Right. I don't like heights. I could. We've done paragliding, whatever. But for some reason, stairs that are metal that you can see through to the bottom, it's like a man-made structure. I don't know why. It freaked me out. And I've had this experience before on other things like that. I just, I don't know why, but we were climbing up there and like the first, I don't know, 200 stairs no big deal. But then the further we got up to the top, like you can see to the bottom of the Eiffel Tower through what you're stepping on. Which I actually really enjoyed. I Not a fan. <laughs> so the Eiffel Tower, you can take the elevator to the to the top and it's 15 euros. Or what we liked, even though Heather was a little scared, I think you would even admit this was a cool experience. You walk to the second observation deck. Now you can't walk all the way to the top, but you take about 750 stairs to the second observation deck. And then if you want to go to the the last one, the third floor, then you have to take the elevator the last way. But it's cheaper to walk up halfway and then take the elevator rather than ride the elevator to the top. And it's, it's, it's cool. cool. It's fun. I mean, you get some exercise and you could stop along the way. And, you know, even if it is a little scary, it's a, it's a really well, neat thing to be able to walk up. I the don't think tower. most people would be scared. That's kind of an irrational, weird, quirky thing. Hey. <laughs> That's maybe just, you know, only me. But yeah, it was very interesting and fun to walk up the stairs and like the architecture of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, it's famed around the world and it's really cool to just be walking up this. I didn't even know there were steps actually on the Eiffel Tower. I just thought you took the elevator up. I did not know very much about Paris, I guess. It was cool. And um, yeah, going up to the very top, like I wasn't scared when we got to the top or anything. Right. So the main attractions 
aren't super expensive. They're not cheap. The Louvre is 12 euros. You know, go if you take the elevator up to the Eiffel Tower, it's 15. Even if you walk, I think it's 10 because you, you have to pay to walk to the second and then go up. But You can do the champagne at the top, which is pretty expensive. Well, yeah, you can buy a <laughs> bottle of champagne, which is ridiculously expensive. So those are like kind of the main activities in Notre Dame, Versailles, you know, I don't remember the exact prices, but it's not overwhelmingly expensive, but it will all add, add up. up. So if you you might want to just do the math with a Paris Pass, see where you want to go, see how much it would cost individually. And then if it works, use the Paris Pass. And, and again, as Heather mentioned, the Metro. But we found, I mean, if you want to do Paris very cheap, there is so much cool stuff to do in Paris for free or Almost free. And this is where what I've already kind of uh, let the cat out of the bag. One of our favorite things is picnics in the parks. Right. Picnics in the parks. So Paris has so many beautiful parks, beautiful gardens all around the city. So it just makes sense that, I mean, this whole atmosphere around Paris of people being outside and, you know, drinking, eating, smoking, which we don't do, but you know, it just the vibe is there. So why not embrace it? It's not even like a weird thing to do. It's I mean, very if you popular. go to Luxembourg Gardens, it's insane the amount of people at Luxembourg Gardens. And as you kind of touched on already in the food part, it's super cheap to do picnics because, again, you get a baguette from a bakery or a sandwich from a bakery for four euros or you get your own baguette for one euro and bring some cheese and wine. We had a fantastic time at Luxembourg Gardens where we just brought our own wine, our own Make sure you get a corkscrew, though. We had to have the guy at the grocery store open it for us, <laughs> or you get a screw top one. We were, it was pretty funny. But, you know, you, you could literally spend on lunch 10 euros for two people or less and, then, and be in a beautiful park, and it's totally free. Yeah, and the day that we actually did the park, the picnic at Luxembourg Gardens, we had bought quite a bit of food and wine. And so we had some of it and it was kind of in the afternoon. And then we biked all the way up to the Eiffel Tower and we still had leftover food and wine. And then it was like, you know, 1030 at night. We had another picnic. Yeah, we had a little late night picnic in front of the Eiffel Tower. In this little park where there was literally not another soul. It was the one of the coolest things. I don't know why there were no people at this we little... We call it our little <laughs> park. We don't even know the name of it. and it's But it's got fantastic views of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, so it's definitely one of my favorite things to do, and it's so cost-effective. It's a great way to spend time in Paris. For sure. On kind of a similar note, Sacré-Cœur is my favorite spot in all of Paris. If you stay in Montmartre, I mean, where like we did, we walked to Sacré-Cœur every single day. And again, just sat on the steps and had picnics. It's awesome during the day. It's awesome at night. It's always great for people watching because it just... Paris itself is great for people watching, but Sacré-Cœur, you get so many different people there. And again, like the view, you have beautiful views over Paris. And during the day, there's all types of crazy stuff going on, like, you know, live music. There's people doing weird exercise routines, like bringing like a bar out and doing like pull-ups and yeah, crazy acrobat cool stuff. stuff. And then at night... It's all lit up and, and there's people, as we mentioned, already selling beers or people bringing their own beers or food. So Sacré-Cœur is my favorite spot in all of Paris and it's totally free. And then you can go actually into the temp, uh, not the temple, church. into the church yeah, <laughs> itself 
and I do believe that costs a little bit, right? Or I think it doesn't cost to go in, but it costs to like walk the walls yeah, or walk on the roof like or something. That. Yeah, we went in and it was free to just go in. So, I mean, and it's just a, a fantastic spot. So you have all the parks. We mentioned Luxembourg Gardens. Right. We mentioned, I, I mean, there's parks everywhere in Paris. No matter where you're staying in Paris, there'll be parks around. Sacre Coeur is a must-see no matter where you're staying in Paris. Go at least once. Right. And another thing that we did, going to Notre Dame, we went during the day and we didn't ever actually end up going inside only because every time we went, the lines were so out of control that we were just like, maybe we'll do it the next time. But we went back at night and this is a completely free activity. And I didn't know about it, but Travis This is my little surprise to Heather because, (laughs) well, because when we were in Paris, I mean, it was my surprise because I had done this when I went to Paris before and it was one of, and I had gone before 10 years ago. And this was one of my most vivid memories and the best experiences I had in Paris. And I took you there. I, yeah. said, I, I didn't tell you what we were doing. I'm like, I know. Just come with me tonight. It was one of our first nights here. I'm going to show you something. And we we biked, I think, to Notre Dame. And, you know, it's dark. The, the, the whole cathedral lit up. It's beautiful. And all of a sudden, this like whole group of people starts playing music. And then they do this whole fire show like a dancing fire show show. it is so cool it's completely free of course you can you know give donation to the to the actors or performers because you know that's how they make a living but it's just beautiful and when we were there i think there was like three performers and so there was a girl with a a you know at first she started with a hula hoop and it was on fire and she's dancing and there's a guy with some crazy ball that he was throwing in the air and doing there's another guy who was then throwing around, like juggling things with fire. And you think, oh, this is pretty cool. And then it just gets wilder and wilder. Yeah, and they're it's adding 20 to 30 minute show. Yeah, they're adding free. all this stuff in. And then they're like lighting the ground on fire and flipping over it. And, you know, it. I believe it happens every night at Notre Dame or almost every night. You To get there in time, you need to go at dusk because they basically start as soon as it starts getting dark enough to do the fire stuff. So go at dusk so you don't miss it. And it's right in front of Notre Dame. You can't miss it if you're there. Don't miss it because it's totally free. Tip them well. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's like you would pay 10 to 15 euros to go see this if it was like on a stage or more. It's just a really, really cool thing to do. And again, totally free. Yeah. So we love the fire show in Notre Dame. Right across from Notre Dame, another really neat place that I love, it's called Shakespeare and Company, and it is a used bookshop. Again, totally free to go in Shakespeare and Company. It is a super old used bookshop. Well, a bookshop, they have new books as well. And it's just this really cool building, and you go in, and they have everything you can imagine. It's just neat because a lot of people are milling around. And then upstairs, there's a piano, and people are playing music. Just any person can walk in and play if the piano's open. Just it's a really cool. fun little thing to see if you're at Notre Dame. Shakespeare and Company is the bookstore. So there's just so much free stuff to do. One of the things that isn't free, I guess this could fall in either activities or transportation, but everyone knows my favorite thing to do in a city. Right, Heath? Right. Or maybe they don't. You know what it is. If you don't know what it is, it's biking. Travis loves, loves, loves biking. I love walking tours and I love biking. And it is some of the best ways to see a city because you can cover so much ground, but you're still like on the ground. Right. And we should mention there are a bunch of free walking tours in Paris. We didn't do them, but they're all over the place. So you want to take advantage of that. But bike rentals, they have a really, really awesome bike share system. And it's called Valib. And what's so cool about it is it's like if you've done city bike. 
in, in New York City, New York City, or you've done it in other cities where they have all these kiosks and they're you know they're run by the city, and you you get a bike and you go and then you can bike around for half an hour and the goal is that you return it then after within half an hour mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be to get around not to have like a bike for the whole day but there's so many of these kiosks everywhere in the city that it's really easy to just go grab one wherever you are pick it bike to where you want to go and return it right and we'll cover the cost of that during the transportation part okay sure but bike rentals just know believe I, biking in Paris is a bit more difficult, especially during the day. I think we should mention that during the day, it's a bit it hard be to bike around because it's busy and crazy. Traffic and people. and It's just not as much fun. But at night, at it's, night like it's magical. The city just calms down and there's not as, as many cars out and about. There's still people, but it just it feels like a it's a completely different city at night. And a love-hate relationship with Paris. I say it every time we talk about it. I hate it during the day and I love it at night. Yeah, it's just magical. The lights, I mean, the, it is the city of lights. So when you're out biking and it's dark and everything's twinkling, it's such an amazing experience. It's a must-do. A when must-do. you have a bike and you're biking by the Seine River at night and you're just looking across, no matter which side you're on and looking at the other side... And you're going over the lock bridge with all the locks on it or any of the bridges, it will take your breath away. And it is gorgeous. And of course, you can do it by walking. And we've done that as well. Biking is just fun because you can actually cover so much distance. So a lot of free activities. So let's get into that. Then I'll ask you the question, Heather, is Paris really that expensive for activities? It doesn't have to be. I feel like it's not that expensive. I would say this is one where you can say no, even. Yeah, no. It, no, it's not that expensive for activities. However, I see that you glazed over a point, which is shopping. Well, uh, because now <laughs> I don't know how you could answer no, Paris is not that expensive for shopping. I'll let you handle shopping with one last note on activities. Of course, there's a lot of really expensive stuff to do. You can do Seine River tours with like champagne and dinner, and those are super pricey. But the things that we make mentioned, the main big touristy things aren't that bad. And because they have so much free stuff, it's like you could spend 10 days there and and per day not spend much on activities. Right. But if you're going to be shopping... If you're going to be shopping, you know, what is... Now, I can't think of the name of the row where the Arc de Triomphe is. You won't. You're oh, just trying Cham- to make Cham- me Cham- say Lise- something in French. Champs-Élysées or whatever. It's so hard to say. The name of that street, the shopping street, that area, it is expensive. Now, of course, they have H&M there and they have Zara and they have like the cheaper stores, but they also have the very high end stores. The only plus side to buying at some of the high end places is that if you're American, you can pay the VAT, the European tax. But when you leave Europe, you can get refunded the VAT. This is the only way that Heather (laughs) talked me into buying her lifelong purchase that she wanted, a Louis Vuitton purse which we got at their flagship store which was it was cool let's talk about that experience really quick okay so i somehow don't know how but i managed to talk travis into purchasing buying for me as an anniversary birthday present uh louis vuitton speedy 35 and i wanted to go to the original flagship store on champ des elysees or whatever champ des elysees so we went in there and it was an amazing experience they give you champagne. They. I don't know. know if they do. They give you champagne if you buy something or if you. No, just just if you're there. Well, if you're there, seriously looking in with a like a salesperson, yeah. I mean, 
We said we were going to buy one, but I guess we could have changed our mind. Anyway, they give you champagne. I got two glasses. I'm like, I'm going to make this purse <laughs> worth it. And in fact, we actually made it to the store like 15 or 30 minutes before they were closing. And there are so many people that want to go into this store and buy stuff that we had to wait in line to get yeah. in the store. Yeah. It was crazy. But it's cool. And they have a little museum up in the top floor and they have all their old, if you're into fashion, all the old Louis Vuitton luggage. I mean, even that was interesting to me and I could care less about Louis Vuitton, but it was cool to see yep. all and the, the old monogramming luggage. machines. It's a very cool store. So even if you're not looking to purchase something and you want to see like kind of a huge fashion house at its best, go there, check it out. Buy- As a dude who cares nothing about fashion, <laughs> I would go in on my own after being there just because it's a, it's, it's cool. cool. And if you want to buy something and it's, it's cheaper than the US, then buy it and then make sure that you do sign up sign up for the VAT and have the salesperson give you the paperwork. Yeah, it's like super easy. 10 to 12% you get back. I mean, the, the purse was something obscene to me, but you know, like $700 or $800. And we got back $100 of that. So it, if you're going to do shopping, Definitely take advantage yeah, of that. Take, ad- take advantage of the vet. Now, that being said, if you want to shop in more boutique places that actually aren't too expensive, when we were in the area of Paris called Marais, there are lots of little boutiques there. And I went into quite a few of them. And you can find pretty affordable stuff like sweaters and you know dresses for 30 to $60. So it's affordable. All right. So we're going to ask you the question... Is Paris really that expensive for shopping? Yes. Just answer yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) But lots of cool shops. On to our last section here, and that's transportation. And Paris transportation, you know, they have all the trappings of transportation for a big city. They have a metro. They have cabs. You could rent a car. I would highly not suggest renting a car because driving in Paris would not be that fun, nor do you need it. Yeah, you don't really need it. The transportation there is so good, it's very walkable as well. And they have the bike. So let's just kind of run through how much transportation costs in Paris, because in my mind, it's it's really affordable for a big city, especially compared to like how much food and housing costs in Paris. You can go on the metro, which goes everywhere in Paris, and it's a Euro 70 for a one-off pass, which is on par with most big cities. Right. You can also get a day pass, a week pass, or just a 10 rides pass. Yeah, the 10 ride pass is about 10 euros. The week pass, I think, is about 20 euros. So that's not so bad at all. And uh, the day pass, it might be 5 euros or something like that. So right. if you're going to spend, if you're going to be riding the metro quite a bit, and this is for, they do it in zones, not that you have to know all this, but zone one and two is if you're going to be downtown Paris, you only need zone yeah, one. That's and two. all you need. And again, if you get the Paris pass, you get free unlimited metro rides. So, yeah. And to go out to Versailles, it's not in zone one or two, but that's the only thing that we did that was outside of zone right. one or two. And Versailles is included in the Paris pass. Actually, I double checked after we were talking about that. So awesome. So you have the metro, pretty affordable taxis. I would not, I mean, you might need to take taxi at different times. They're on par with a New York, with a London. I mean, they're not cheap, for sure. Yeah, they're pretty expensive. And we actually didn't take a taxi. We didn't take a taxi the whole time. And actually, I forgot about this. When we were staying at, I think it was the Vendome and at the Hilton, both times we asked the concierge, how should we get to the airport? And they were like, take a taxi. And it was going to cost, I don't know, like 100 US dollars or something. But there's a bus that you right. can take to the airport. 
and I don't remember the name of the bus, but it's ten euros a person. It's ten to euros go a person, Charles and it, one place that it, it you have to go to get the, it is at the opera. Yeah, Metro so Station. I mean, so not that bad. I mean, ten euros a person get to the airport, not that bad. It's quick. Um, I believe you can get to Orly. Might be misspeaking here, but you can get to Orly by the metro or by their train system. I think Charles de Gaulle is hard to get to that way. So cabs, eh? I wouldn't suggest doing. The other thing that we mentioned to get around: a, you can walk. Paris is very walkable, but it's big. I mean, if you're, it's it's easy to walk, but it's long between places, and that's why we recommend doing the Valib bike share that I already mentioned because it is. Fantastic. And there were, you know, we spent 10 days doing it. We got bikes a lot. There were a few times where we tried to return them and it was hard to find a return station near there that wasn't full. That that becomes an issue sometimes. Yeah, because then you have to drive to find another one. You know, see if that one's And full. it says it on the screen, like, right. where they are. But some, if you don't know the area, sometimes it's hard to find them. But overall, the the prices for the bike share, for a one-day ticket, it's the same as a Metro. It's €1.70. For seven days a pass, it's €8. Euros. And how it works is your first half hour is free. So you get the bike out, and you have half an hour to return it. So you can ride it wherever you want, and then you return it. If you go over a half hour... Every half hour after that is one euro, unless you keep it for a while, and then they really ding you. Like if you keep it for over two hours, it's like four euros for every half hour after that. Basically, they're saying don't keep it all day. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to ride it, return it, and and you can then get it again right away. You know, like you can ride it to somewhere, return it, go get a cup of coffee, and then take another bike out. I mean, you have it for twenty four hours or for a week or however long, and it's unlimited amount of times to take the bike out. Right. And if you didn't want to use this bike sharing, you know, where you have to return it every 30 minutes, you could rent a bike for a whole day. It'll be more expensive, though. Right. I think those were 20 yeah. to 25 euros. So, I mean, right. again, and not with Vileep, with a, you know, you'd have to find your own a private company. Yeah. bike rental company. But we loved Vileep. You know, there was a few times we got frustrated because we'd get to a place where we wanted to go and try to return it and it'd be full or the, the station would be out of order. But overall, it's a great, great system, and we highly recommend it. So those are the transportation options. Metro, affordable. Bike sharing, definitely affordable. Cabs, uh, they're okay. We don't suggest taking them. So yeah, overall, transportation. Is Paris really that expensive for transportation? No. No. I think that's a clear cut. Yeah. No. It's the same as everywhere else. So there you guys have it. If you If you think you can't do Paris, and... You know, we are frugal. We are frugal travelers. You know that. If you think you can't do Paris, I would say think again. I would just recommend taking the advice that we gave you. And the big ones are going to be the ones when it comes to accommodations and food. Yes, definitely. And I think that we've given a lot of good tips and some of our personal tricks that we use to make it more affordable so that you can take another trip somewhere else later in the year. Yeah. doesn't have to be your one big experience. Right. I mean, it, it's unless never... Unless you want it to be. Unless you want it to be. It's never going to be as cheap as some other places because it's Paris. But if you get apartments or use hotel points for accommodations, if you eat the ways that we told you to eat, it it can be actually, quote unquote, affordable. And for some people who, who if it is their big trip, it's going to be even more than affordable. They're going to think, oh, this is really cool. Splice in some expensive stuff with some with some cheap stuff. 
And there you have it. Again, if you guys want to get the show notes for this, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash cheap Paris. You can also, as you mentioned, everything that we talked about in here is on our Paris travel guide. And you can get that. Or again, we're putting up guides for all the destinations that we go to now with specific recommendations for restaurants and accommodations. You can see our specific apartment that we stayed at that we highly recommend. Best deal, I think, that we had in Paris other than La Grenier, Apain, right. or Apan. But it was really small. So if you're a couple, it'll be fine. If you're more than a couple, if you have kids, it'll be a really tight squeeze. Yeah, you'd have to find something else. But you can go to the Paris Travel Guide, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Paris Travel Guide. Thank you guys for sticking with us. I know things have been a little crazy over the holidays with when the podcast has been coming out. We've been trying to figure out what our schedule is going to be, and we finally have an answer for you. So Heath, we will be putting out new shows every Tuesday and Thursday. So we won't be going five times a week for the foreseeable future, although that that could change in the future. But for right now, we are going to be putting out new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. But during each episode, we're going to, at the end, right now, we're going to do a from the archive section where we give you two or three shows that we highly recommend that have something to do with the show that we just did or we think are some of our best ones because we've done 133 episodes now. So there's a lot out there that you might not have listened to. So let's kick it off. From the archives, you've got three recommendations for them this time around. Right. And going in the same vein as what we were talking about in this podcast, episode 85 and 86 is how to save money on accommodations. And this is me and my co-host Jason doing a double Part. I mean, we had 21 double ways to feature. save money, a double feature. We talked everything that we know about how to save money on accommodations. You'll definitely want to listen to that. It's just, it's everything we know spewed out on the podcast. And I think it, it got awesome reviews and people really loved it. We also have episode 93, 14 super touristy destinations that we love. This was me and Jason again. Why am I telling you this? Well, because Paris is one of the most quote unquote touristy places in the world, but Sometimes at those touristy places are touristy for a reason. Right. And you've just got to see them because it's a place that you want to go. So too bad if they're touristy. We're going anyway. Exactly. And that was the exact reason we did that podcast. And the last one that we recommend. Um, EPOP number 36, the ultimate wanderlust list. And this was from a little ways back. This was about nine months ago, Hat, when we did this and we gave our top 10 destinations, me and you each, of where we wanted to go next. And what's really cool is that some of these places we have already gone. And I threw this on there because you got to go to your number one place, which was Paris. Right. And also, I believe, was that the very first podcast I ever recorded with you? That's another little thing. It was the very first podcast that Heather came on with me. So if you like this episode, you're going to want to go listen to that. Yeah, newbie Heather. So maybe you want (laughs) to listen to it and see how far I've come since that original episode. Hopefully I got better. (laughs) It was a really fun episode. So those are three that we recommend from the archives. If you do want to listen every day, there's a lot there for you. We'll do new shows every Tuesday and Thursday, and we'll also be putting out a post on the site, extrapackofpants.com, every Wednesday, so you're going to want to check that out. If you're not part of the email list, we will send out an email every Thursday telling you exactly what we've put out that week, as well as any special tips and tricks, and also sometimes some limited offer credit card deals. So I highly recommend you join our email list if you're not part of that. You can go to extrapackofpants.com slash free, and that you can sign up for the email list there. Last thing here, we got to thank our sponsors. We love those guys over at Tortuga Backpacks. If you guys are interested, 
Again, you can use the code EPOP, all caps, EPOP, to get 10% off your purchase. Yeah, TortugaBackpacks.com. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Paris really isn't that expensive. You can do it you on a budget. You can do it. So until next week, happy, happy free, free travels. travels.